let's go ahead and get started. Um, let's take it up to here. not above the weather. I, was <laughs> I don't know if I was under the weather, but I was not above the weather. Um, so, I'm uh, <clears throat> bringing in a couple of, uh, couple of energies today, a couple of qualities that I am really called to work with right now. <laughs> um, Ganesha and Akilandeshwari. So oh, see, we haven't done her for, we a, haven't long done her for a long time. Right. She is never not broken. I She's believe. never not broken. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So uh, first, we're going to bring in the Ganesha Gayatri and the Gayatri mantras. So we all know that Om Bhur Bhuvasvaha Tatsavitur Varenyam Bargo Devasya Dimahi Diyoyona Prachodayat. Yes. So um, so that's. That is the, the Gayatri mantra, and Gayatri, the, uh, the uh, deity, the, 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 um, the figure of Gayatri, is mantra embodied. So she is the mantra in, in form, right? And the Gayatri mantras are asking the qualities of whatever deity the mantra is dedicated to. This particular one is, is Ganesha. There's also Shiva Gayatri and a Durga Gayatri and a Lakshmi Gayatri. So everyone has their own mantra, right? And so what we're asking when we, um, when we uh, call in these energies, it's specifically to illuminate our individual consciousness, right? To, to enlighten us with whatever quality that particular name, that embodiment represents. Does that make sense? So Ganesha, what are some of the qualities of Ganesha? Generosity. Yeah, yeah definitely. Broken tusk. Which represents? Scribe. Yeah, his scholarly nature, his thirst for knowledge, his dedication to study dedication to his practice, right? He's what else? Tricky. He's tricky? He How can so? dance. Well, then you know there's a story of uh, Parvati and oh. Shiva. Oh, right. They're asking I, Ganesha and his brother. <laughs> right, who right. Who go around the world the quickest. Right. And <laughs> They're going to get all the goodies. Right. And so the brother goes, zoom. Yeah. And Ganesha's sitting there. Mm -hmm. and he, Gets up and walks very slowly around. 
mom and dad and says, yeah. Okay. They are his world. They are his world, yes. So tricky or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, ingenuous or in, in with ingenuity? Does he have oh, ingenuity? Well, see, <laughs> Not ingenuous, do, but ingenuity. See, he doesn't take the first <laughs> option that we all do. And right. So we think he's he's got this whole thing figured out. He right. tricked me into doing something. <laughs> and his brother was really angry about that, right? Because he thought Kadesh had tricked him, and his mom and dad had tricked him. Because they were against him, because they knew he would just take off right. and not even think about it, because it was all ferocious and right. warrior energy. Right, right. That's Kartikeya. They were quite Kartikeya. 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 It's his brother, yeah. And he rides a peacock. Oh, he's the one on the yeah. peacock. He works for the news. The, the most insightful thing, I've, I've, you know, you've talked about Ganesh so much, and that's such an important conversation for me, is a few weeks ago you said, the form of Ganesh conceals the female DNA. Right, because he's made of his mother's DNA. Harvest yeah. mm. she has nothing to do with his making. Right. She just kind of there's there's a couple stories. Some say the mud from the Ganga that she was bathing in. Others say that she was in her cave, in her bathing pool, and after scrubbing her body, you know how when we scrub when we're really got a lot of stuff on us, a lot of been out in the sun all day, you know, and the dead skin is kind of floating on the water. And living in the forest. She gathered she that up her. and the hair that was floating in the water and molded that into the form of Ganesha. So he's all made of her DNA. So he's feminine, the essence of the feminine embodied in masculine form. And that's actually kind of something, I'm not sure if that's uh, classically, like, informed piece of information <laughs> or, or something that I just kind of you know channeled in from somewhere <laughs> but it's just something that came to me well, so, yeah, there's, a, there's this nice quote from this guy Time and he was one of the very first translators of, or commentators of mm -hmm. the sutras he said the nice thing about uh, yoga is that anybody can say anything they want and you can't disprove it <laughs> <laughs> you know and if you if you if you listen yeah. and to all the different yeah. teachers out there there's a lot of different stories and, you and can just all pick up some, the scum if you can just <laughs> gather what you want right and leave the rest exactly yeah so that it, it works for everybody there's something for everybody that's that's the beauty of it there's something for everybody so what else about Ganesha what other qualities does Ganesha represent? What does his name represent? What is Gana? So Gana. Who are the Ganas? The Ganas are the demons. They're 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 Shiva's uh, uh, entourage, basically. His they're his horde. Oh, they're the right? ones he sits on. <laughs> <laughs> and they do his bidding, but they're they're pretty gnarly guys, <laughs> or beings. I don't know if they're guys, but they're beings. Um, yeah, they, they tend to be kind of unruly and really hard to control, and you know they're just they kind of yeah they're that. <laughs> when, 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 when yoga first started here down on Second and Bell, right? That's how I felt about it. The people would come in off the street right. like this. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> right. You never knew who was going to be there or what they were going to be like. But they came screaming. Oh yeah, point at me. You didn't come in. You flew in. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So that's the Ganas, yeah. and Ganesha is the Isha or the the Lord of the Ganas. Ganesha, right? So. Uh, yeah. So he is the one that actually brings all of these into uh, into harmony, <laughs> into a harmonious state through his compassion. Compassion is also another, another quality of Ganesha. Big ears, which symbolize... Listening. Yeah, presence. Because when we close this and open this, we become much more present, right? We close the mouth, open the ears, we become much more present. And um, let's see what else. Oh, his curvy trunk. What does that represent? His, um, like how he's like so strong, but actually he's got like the discernment in order to pick up something so fragile that actually be gentle. Exactly. He can pick up a big log or a tiny little uh, porcelain cup, you know, with equal dexterity. 
So that represents discernment. Is the quality more and more recent, more and more as as I work on this Ganesh devotional practice? Is the ancientness of Ganesh? The what? The ancientness. Of ancientness, Ganesh. yeah. And in, in, in terms of our world, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. And he's certainly not. Well, for some, you know, there are some devotees that Ganesh was the very first, uh -huh. of the, the very first form uh -huh. of all creatures. Uh -huh. But that's not the traditional thing. But there's a quality of as I try to become more in love with Ganesh. Mm -hmm. This Ganesh has always been part of this world. Yeah. This this material world has never not had. Ganesh has always made it from the very foundation. And I don't know why where that thought begins to come from, but it becomes more and more important to me that, that this is the rootedness of any awareness that I have is this ancientness of Ganesh. Wow. And he represents the root, the yeah. root chakra. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's a way to think about it. And he's uh, like he's a pachyderm, so I mean he's almost almost reptilian in form. It's like dinosaur walking, you know, in a way. That yeah. that elephant. And, and, it, form. And, it, and where my studio is, um, a uh, a bar bought out the space underneath it, and I thought, oh, this is going to be terrible because it's a bar. Oh, at Eastlake. Yeah, Eastlake, mm -hmm. and then I came there one day, and here's this big fucking mastodon painted on the side of. <laughs> that's their name, they're a mammoth. That's the name of the bar. Yeah, very cool. But I, I didn't make the connection. It was one of the students there who says, well, what could go wrong? You got the connection of the side you're <laughs> That's right. That's right. And he is, he represents, he's the holder of the threshold, so he represents all new beginnings. Yeah, so there's just so much, and, and his expansive belly, you know, represents the enjoyment of all that life has to offer. What you need to appreciate is, is how gentle and loving Ganesh is. Until you see uh, see a, 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 a mother elephant with her with her baby, and now nowadays, and you see the incredible wisdom, and that's the beginning to say because all the big goats are being killed, yeah. but the mothers are taking over the dominance of the herds mm -hmm. because there are no males there. The males are all being killed mm -hmm. for their tusks. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah, so like um, like Glassing say, it's like um, how like very forgiving he is. Yeah, very forgiving. Yeah, when they cut off his head, he didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't created with an elephant head. You know, when they cut off his head, um, uh, he forgave those that did it and actually showed them compassion. That was the gunners. They were responsible. Well, Shiva actually, Sh Shiva actually did it, but the gunners were responsible for the sequence of events that led up to that. So. Um, yeah, so he showed compassion, and because he showed compassion, that's what brought them into, like, just awe and worship and respect for him, so. All right, so we better start singing. <laughs> this is a long one. So can you say, Tat Purushaya? Tat Purushaya. Vidmahe. Vidmahe. And that should not be Vidha. That should be just V-I-D-M-A-H-E. I forgot to change that. <clears throat> Sometimes you find translations online and they're not exactly right. <clears throat> so, tat purushaya. Tat can mean that, but tat uh, is also a thing. When you say tatva, uh, it's thingness. So, um, so it could be. It could also mean the soul of all things. Purusha is soul. Right? So, the soul of all things. Vidmahe, vid, what's vidya? Vidya's um, wisdom. Vidya knowledge, right, yeah. Wisdom and knowledge. And mahe, maha. Large. Yeah, so the greatest wisdom. Increase my wisdom. Make it big. Make it big, yeah, expand my wisdom. Uh, vakratundaya. Curly trunk. Mm -hmm. Vakratunda, yeah. Dhimahi. Meditation, yeah. We, we meditate on the curvy trunk. That curvy trunk not only represents discernment, it's the ups and downs of life. It's the kundalini, the movement of life, right? So, yeah. So, 
let me meditate on this, on, on just the ups and downs of life and the way the movement, you know, the vibration of life. There's got to be a story about how Ganesh got a curvy coat. I know, right? Uh, we'll, we'll look for that. Where did they come from? Right? Dano. Dano, Danti, Danti, Prachodayat. Prachodayat. Yes, yes. So, Danti uh, it refers to the, tr- the the tusks, right? Oh, tusked one, please enlighten my intellect. Mm. Prachodayat is to enlighten my intellect. And then we'll sing Om Gam Ganapati Namaha. And gum is the uh, bija of Ganesha. It's the seed sound of Ganesha, which embodies all of his qualities. And then we'll sing Ekadantaya. Ekadantaya. Vidmahe. Vidmahe. Mm-hmm. And so Eka is what? One. One, yeah. And Danta? Tooth, yeah. One, so that refers to that one tusk, right? <laughs> yeah. Vakratundaya Dhimahi, again. We already know what that means. And then we already know what the next line means. It's the same as the first first verse. Tano Danti Prachodayat. Tano Danti Prachodayat. Yes. And then and Omgam Ganapate Namaha again. And then we'll say Lambodaraya Vidmahi. Lambodaraya Vidmahi. Vidmahi. Yes. Mahodaraya Dhimahi. So Lambodaraya and Mahodaraya are both referring to his expansive belly. <laughs> his expansive belly. And I think this is the tantric aspect of this uh, of this particular um, Gayatri because uh, in Tantra we consider our worldly experience to be sacred, right? Everything of this world is our path, right? This is our practice. It's not about transcending. It's about embodying the sacred right here, right now, right? So this is kind of referring to his, the expansive nature of his connection to all that life has to offer. He's inclusive of all of this, right? All of this experience as divine. Does that make sense? <laughs> and, 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 and the puppy apparently agrees. Okay. All right. So let's go. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah? Yeah. Anything else on that? On Tantra? Yeah, Tantra is so interesting. Yeah, it really is. It's it's beautiful to think that, for me at least, that I don't have to um, disclude anything here in order to find sanctity. Even to and know that that the messing up uh-huh. is part of the divine path. It truly is. You know, in some way, because it brought us all right here. As I as I was a young person, I thought that my senses would be inferior as I got older. It's just the opposite. Yeah. Just the opposite. I, you know, I never could have perceived as a young man what I can't perceive after my senses. What you can perceive? Way. What? I can experience things in my senses now that I could never have conceived of, could never allow myself to experience when I was four years old. Ah. My sensory interest is so much more wonderful and precise. Really? Of it's because of the thought of, this is sacred. Yes. Okay. See, when you now allow, because back then, this is, and even, if you're really getting into yoga, you got to shut the heart again, turn the senses off. Yeah. Get into that place where there's no sensory experience. And the, the teaching in Tantra that every experience is a sexual experience, a sensuous sexual experience. We just don't allow ourselves to see it like that. We don't let that, that flowing 
joy of this sensory perception. Right. But I could never have imagined that that would happen. Just... <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and being sensual is a part of our nature, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're it's so shut down in that area that we're actually we're turning off a very essential part of our experience of this life and one that can really connect us to the divine. Yeah. So, <laughs> in many ways, you know, as long as we, again, use it with discernment and don't get too attached. That's the key. All right. Let's sing. So we'll sing call and response. Tat purushaya vitmahe Hey.
residual vibration of the sound. call the things that come out of the hole that he sits on? They sound like gunas, but they weren't the... Ganas. Ganas. The hole that he sits on? Well, doesn't he keep them down under him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where he keeps them. <laughs> well, actually, I think I, I, think I, I understand where you're getting that. So, um, there's, there's, we have all of the like Ganesha sits at the root, right? Mm -hmm. And everything begins there and moves upward into our world, right? And then below Ganesha, which is what you're thinking mm -hmm. of, I think, mm -hmm. there's a whole other realm. The roots. Yeah, so, um, and that's, where, that's what he's the highest lord of, yeah. Mm -hmm. So here he's the, he's the lord of density. And from density, we move upward into dissolution, right? But below density, there's even, and it goes on forever in both directions. So I think that's where you got that. That makes sense. The whole thing sits on. I love that. <laughs> well, there's all these cultures where the, you know, the ancestors came out of the hole. That's true. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, the Hopi Indians emerged from, yeah, from underground, right? Yeah. Hmm. Be able to go to the spot discovered down by a rock, mm -hmm. and everything came from beneath. All of us came out of there. Mm -hmm. And then you have all these underground like cities that they found, ancient ancient cities that were like in Turkey and uh, in those areas, kind of the Middle East, I guess, or the, the Near East. Where they found all these, I forget the names of the places, they found all these cities carved out of the rocks underground. So. Were they hiding places? Apparently at some point people lived down there yeah. for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Get out of the sun. Some, cataclysm, some cataclysm was When the, when the culture on top of you becomes so oppressive and you have to hide, yeah. To do your business, so like, or maybe have all these tunnels that go from Mexico to Arizona and California, Texas, wow. and move the drugs across. Oh, right. And, and then, of course, in Vietnam, you know, when they were bombing, they had to literally build mile after mile after mile of passageway to move people through it to live in when all this yeah. attack was going on, because now you couldn't Above live up there because they'd kill you. Right, right. Blow you up and burn you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> called the underground. Yeah. And yeah. yeah that's the other thing. Yeah. So, yep. That's why, to me, Ganesh, the connection of Ganesh to the earth, the earth is where I really feel a connection from the earliest childhood, mm -hmm. feeling that I was the earth, that I was this, this warm, but this warm, moist, because I grew up mm -hmm. in the desert, I guess, warm, moist water always flowing through it and bugs mm -hmm. moving around and roots coming down. <laughs> fertile. Yeah, fertile. Yeah. And, and, Grasses coming up, and, and the, the, the wind and the grasses, and the grasses humming is the wind. Mm. The song of the earth, and, the, and just mm. and Ganesh is, is right somehow connected so much to that. Mm -hmm. That elemental thing, you know, nothing fancy yeah. or, or ethereal, just very heavy and solid and so rooted right. into Safe, secure, yeah. stable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Even when they lie down, you know, if you see them, oh, it's, <laughs> the urge develops in this. Right. <laughs> right. Ah, yes. So that's something we can always return to is that foundation of security that Ganesha represents. That earth yeah, grounding. And the next energy that I'd like to talk about is uh, one that, I mean, 
one that always arises because that's just the nature of this life and is that energy that asks us to actually ride our fear, embrace our fear, because that's what arises whenever we're facing situations that we feel we're maybe not equipped for. And to trust that when these situations arise, it's because we are ready to handle them. And so, and so many of the situations are imaginary anyway. That's true. So that you, you keep going no matter what. Right. Because right. some of them, some of them really is the fear is justified. I cannot do this, but I must. Mm-hmm, but I must. Some there, I, I don't. And then somehow do we do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so we can. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but at that moment, I can't because I'm not actually doing it. So at this right. moment, I can't possibly do it. Right. But there are those things that come in our mind, yeah. totally imaginary. Yes. And we still have to act like those are going to come about. You can't let them stop you from going forward. Right. Because you can to tell the difference between the two. Yeah. That's exactly. the To tell the difference. That's know. right. Yeah. Can't always be because sometimes those imaginary things actually turn out to be true. Right. So you got to go for it. That's and so this this next one is Akilandeshvari, yeah. and she rides a crocodile, and the crocodile represents fear, but in many cultures it also represents creativity. Because it's coming out of the muck too. Because sometimes we get super creative when we're in our <laughs> right in order to find a way to circumvent whatever is facing us that we're scared of. Right. What a more elemental creature than a crocodile. Right. Right. Yeah. And fear is a primal emotion. Yeah. It's a very primal emotion. It's an, it's an instinctive emotion. There's basically only two emotions when you get down to it. The root emotions are fear and love. And to be able to ride on a crocodile. <laughs> right. Right. I need to be able to ride on a tiger or something, but to be able to get your vehicle of choice is a crocodile. Right, exactly. You can really have open hips. <laughs> I think and she stands on it. Tough little, <laughs> tough little skin. You know, right, that wouldn't be comfortable if you sat down. <laughs> so, um, uh, she's also, so Ganesha is the first there in, in his, he's the holder of the threshold. Now, it's said that Akilandeshvari is Adi Parashakti. So she's the first of the highest shaktis. Adi mm. is the first, the primary, mm. the primary, right? And then para is beyond shakti, or the the supreme shakti. Um, so Parameshwari means. Parameshwari is the supreme. Uh, so Ishvara is Lord, Ishvari is Lordess, or yeah, it's the feminine of that. <laughs> and Amba is mother. Is that both? Amba is mother. Oh, mother. Mm-hmm. Amba. Amba, Amba. Mother. Amba, Amba, Amba. Yeah. So she's the, the mother supreme goddess, basically. Akilandeshvari. Adi Para Shakti. She's the the premier supreme shakti. And then palayamam means to protect me. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a supplication for protection. Please protect me. Yes. Um, Shri Bhuvaneshwari. So Shri is an honorific, right? And it also means beautiful, right? Shri is, is, the, is the honorific for Lakshmi, right? Um, but you also say Shri when you're saying honorable, you know. Um, Bhuvan, so Bhuvana, what's Bhuvana? Bhuvana is of the earth, Bhuva. Om Bhur Bhuva Svaha. So um, Bhuva is, is actually one of the three worlds, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So it can be of the earth and it can also be the realm that is just beyond earth. It's the world, yeah. Um, so Bhuvaneshwari is, qu- is the queen of the world, yeah. Bhuva, so in the, in the Gayatri, Bhur is this world. Bhuva 
is the atmosphere and Svaha is the beyond. Right? So it's what contains our world, basically. Earth, atmosphere, and beyond space. I see the world of these goddesses is so full of power. Right. So she contains all the world. Yeah. And then the Raja. What's Raja? The, the ruler. It's the ruler, right. Maheshwari. Maha? Yeah, great Ishvari. Great, great goddess. Okay, and then Ananda. Bliss. Bliss, yeah, Rupini. Form. Yes, in the form of bliss. Palayamam. Palayamam. Please protect me. Please hold me. Yes. Sachidananda. Sachidananda. Which is? Sat. Sat. Satya? Satya is truth. Mm -hmm. Chit. Chitti first. Chitti. Consciousness. 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 And Ananda. Yes. Truth, consciousness, and bliss in the form of truth, consciousness, and bliss. Um, uh, Rupini. Rupini in the form of truth, consciousness, and bliss. Palayamam. Yeah. Please protect me. Please hold me. Yeah. So, Akilandeshwari um, is she who is never not broken. And she, and when we're broken, when we're in that place where we just don't know what to do, right? We're facing some of our greatest fears. We've been left alone. We're in financial straits. We've got, you know, stuff going on. Life is hitting us full force, right? We're overwhelmed, you know. We're getting ready to to step up to something that is completely unknown and we have no idea if we can handle it or not. You know, but this is what we're called to do. Then this is the girl we go to. <laughs> it's just kind of life. I mean, it's that's life. How life actually that's is. how life actually is. Yeah. Well, that's how we think right. life actually is. Right. Right. What if life is actually life? What if it is? <laughs> so, can you guys clap at this? Oh my God. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to do a little call and response. Okay. Forget your perfect offering. Forget your perfect offering. Just ring the bells that still can ring. Just ring the bells that still can ring. There is a crack in everything. There is a crack in everything. That's how, that's how the light, the light, that's how the light gets in. That's how the light gets in. <laughs> okay, let's try it again. <coughs> Forget your perfect offering. Forget your perfect offering. <coughs> Just ring the bells that still can ring. Just ring the bells that still can ring. There is a crack in everything. There is a crack in everything. That's how, that's how the light, that's how the light gets in. That's how. That's how. That's how the light gets in. Forget your perfect offering. Forget your perfect offering. <laughs> Just ring the bells that still can ring. Just ring the bells that still can ring. There is a crack in everything. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light. That's how the light gets in. Taking us to church. <laughs> So that's actually Leonard Cohen. Ah, nice. <laughs> but that's not the way he sang it. <laughs> <laughs> nice rendition. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's Akilandeshwari. So there's everything's broken, right? And that's the way that we learn. That's the way that we grow, is when things break down. You fix them. And we're able to fix them. We're able to rise to the occasion, right? So... Ernest Hemingway. What's that? Ernest Hemingway said, we are all broken, that's how the light gets in. Ernest Hemingway said it too. Okay then. Yeah. That's probably where Leonard got it. That's from. probably where Leonard got it then. Thank you. Oh, I thought they got it from Aki Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, yeah, I didn't know that. Interesting. We just say the same things in different words. We do. Mm -hmm. We do. Yeah, it's 
Sounds pretty similar to me, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, it all, it's, we all get inspired. It's a lineage of inspiration. And that's, that's why these mantras are so important as well, is because they're handed down through centuries of experience and learning and people walking this path and singing these songs before us and adding their own power, their own knowledge, their own wisdom, their own realizations, their own awarenesses into the energy of these, of these syllables, of these words. And as we sing them, we draw on all of that experience. Sabi's doing tantra over there. I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> he, he's got his own pujas. <laughs> all right. Let's sing this
never not broken. <laughs> Knowing this, it is those imperfections which inspire us to do great things in this world, to be everything that we can possibly be, to fulfill our greatest potential, and to reach for the light. It's that self-effulgent light that shines through us. The Gayatri Mantra inspires us into that, and Akilandeshwari holds us to that. <clears throat> let's, uh, let's close.